Time for seafood news. Welcome to the Seafood News Podcast. This episode of the Seafood News Podcast is brought to you by the fourth annual Association of Genuine Alaska Pollock Producers Wild Alaska Pollock Meeting, taking place at the West in Seattle in Seattle, Washington on October 17th, 2022. The Association of Genuine Alaska Pollock Producers, also known as GAP, is working to promote wild Alaska pollock in major whitefish markets around the world with a focus on Europe, North America, and Japan. Their goal is to educate both seafood buyers and consumers about the superior benefits of wild Alaska pollock. The theme of this year's wild Alaska pollock meeting is strategically building awareness and demand for the perfect protein and will bring together representatives from all segments of the wild Alaska pollock industry, marketing experts, and visionary speakers designed to challenge the status quo and inspire collaboration for tackling future industry challenges. Topics will include economic updates, consumer research and trends, the results from the new Gap Always On Wild Pollock Awareness and Demand campaign, and much more. Seafood News and Ernaberry are proud to sponsor this event, and Gap would also like to thank Resolve Marine for its gold-level sponsorship. To register for the meeting, please visit alaskapollock.org. Don't miss out. I'm Seafood News Managing Editor Amanda Buckle. And I'm Ernaberry Seafood Market Reporter Lauren Castiglione. Let's kick things off by looking at what's going on in retail. Ernaberry's Courtney Shum reports in her weekly retail column that grocers wrapped up July by promoting fan favorite grilling items like steak, pork chops, and shrimp in an effort to encourage at home cooking during the dog days of summer, which is seasonally a sluggish period for meat sales, which I, is surprising. Yeah, I was about to say that. Like, we're constantly throwing stuff in the grill just because it's, well, the past week when it was like the heat wave where everything was like, it said it was 90, but it was really like 100 and whatever. <laughs> That's true. There were some times where like, it's too hot to it's, grill. Yeah. It's and it's too hot to cook on the oven inside. So we just starved. <laughs> I really didn't, I didn't eat much but last week. Never <laughs> but it's true. I mean, like during the summer, we take every opportunity to grill because yeah. it's just it's less less dishes to do. We'll take it. But uh, seafood features made up nearly thirty three percent of total protein and volume for the week, marking the fifth consecutive week that it sees the top spot. Beef came in second with twenty three percent, closely followed by pork with twenty two percent. Chicken claimed 17.5% and eggs made up 1.3% of ad space, down from nearly 5% the week prior. When comparing the retail feature indices for the main protein categories, there is a sizable spread between seafood, beef, chicken, and pork values. Ernaberry's weekly retail index for seafood is currently at $9.46 per pound, a near-seasonal all-time high. Beef averages $6.90 per pound, while pork is $4.38 per pound. Chicken is three dollars and twenty six uh, twenty six per twenty six cents per pound. <laughs> that reminds me, there was a there was like a little I don't know if it was a meme or anyway there was just something going on on Instagram that was like when you reach for you know like you're reaching for a piece of chicken and it's like eleven dollars seventy six cents but you're like you know you find one that's like eleven dollars and thirty five cents and you swap it out. That's, that's, that's the one. <laughs> it just made me think of that. Yes, no, I, I do the same thing. But the Retail Feature Seafood Index beats out the other three proteins by a landslide. Seafood holds a 37% premium over beef and is a whopping 190% above chicken. The Weekly Retail Feature Pork Index is currently 34% above chicken, but it's 37 cents. I can't get the cents and the percentages straight this week. But it's 37% below beef and 54% under the seafood index. And before I go on, I just want to clarify that I'm yes. not buying $11 worth of chicken. I've never. No, I'm just 
<laughs> we usually go for Bell and Evans, which is like, you know, premium, but not, not even that. I know you enjoy the fire things. I do. I sure do. <laughs> <laughs> now, according to Courtney, some seafood items may be pricing themselves out of the competition. So lobster tails average $36 per pound, which is uh, up about 28% uh, from last year. Cooked shrimp averages $8.43 per pound, which is 5.5% higher than the same week in 2021. Fillets account for most seafood features for the week, with tilapia making up 20.4% and Alaskan cod claiming 15.4%. Tilapia is featured at $6.66 per pound on average. Six, six, six. Mm, we were just talking about Halloween, too. I, I get so excited when I see six, six, six. I'm all, about, like I'm all about that Halloween this life. This could spin into like a conspiracy meme. Because, you know, tilapia always gets like oh. terrible like publicity on social media. Dun, dun, dun. Six, six, six. All right. Start it. Let's see how far it goes. <laughs> just kidding just kidding of course we love tilapia <laughs> all right and then uh so yeah six dollars and 66 cents per pound on average a 31 percent year over year increase um so courtney shoes uh this week in retail column is released on comtel and seafood news every thursday so be sure to check the site because it is a fantastic comp she does such a great job with it i it love, I love reading it she's a great writer too and in other news, the USDA approved a $52 million purchase of Pacific Northwest seafood products. I was going to say, I wonder if that's after watching our Watch a Seat video featuring rockfish, but that hasn't been put out yet. <laughs> you never read the script. <laughs> because my next line was supposed to be, speaking of Pacific rockfish, Lauren and I filmed a new episode of Watch a Seat. We'll get to that in a second, Lauren, but just finish finish what I wrote for you about See, the USDA. This is why I don't go off script and... I, I no. tell you not to go off script. I tell no, I in, in the script I say I say ad lib here. Right. I say this is when you can go Reel off script. Go. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is uh, this is how Lauren and I are in real life together. <laughs> what what you see on camera mm-hmm. is uh, <laughs> it's all fake. All right, let me go. Sorry. The purchase was announced by Oregon's U.S. Senators Jeff Merkley and Ron Wyden, and they noted the move will support the state's seafood industry, which has been challenged by COVID nineteen and climate change. According to the senator's office, the purchase will be focused on three seafood products, Pacific pink shrimp, Pacific hake or whiting fillets, and Pacific rockfish fillets. Speaking of Pacific rockfish. (laughs) What a coincidence. Gosh, Lauren. So Lauren and I filmed a new episode of Watch Us Eat last week, and we tried rockfish and sweet soy sauce from Tiny Fish Co. Um, So I don't know if uh, if you're listening, if you're familiar with Tiny Fish Co. Um, It's a woman-owned business that was started by Chef Sarah Howman, who appeared on Top Chef Portland. Um, I wasn't familiar with them. I, like, stumbled across uh, across it on the internet, um, like most people do with stuff. And we featured um, her product in our spring issue of Erner Barry's Reporter magazine. So she sent us some of the rockfish and sweet soy sauce to try. And uh, we got like a little backed up with our video. So we were a little behind and we finally got a chance to try it. And it was awesome. So she created these unique tin treats that are just, I mean, there's no other word for it. They're adorable, right? The packaging is is beautiful. Is A plus. So, and like, I'm just completely obsessed with it. Like I've had it on my desk. I just, I'm going to, I'm taping the, the empty box now to my, <laughs> to my cubicle because it's adorable. And like I said, fortunately the product is just as good. Yeah, so we made rockfish brandade. I still don't even brandade. I brand. We made rockfish brandade, which I've never had a brandade before. (laughs) But it's and you know we hear it's normally made with cod. So this recipe, which we got right off the website, super easy. It may um, it was made with just one tin of rockfish in the sweet soy sauce 
a russet potato. We've got some milk, roasted garlic, chives, Greek yogurt, and Parmesan cheese. That was it. Yeah. So I, I'm a, I'm a writer, so I have a creative mind, but I'm not creative when it comes to. I'm definitely saying you don't. (laughs) No, I'm saying, I'm saying it's like I, I think of myself as somebody who's creative, but when it comes to recipes, like I'm just like I'm stumped. I'm the same way. I need to follow something. I can't just be like, oh, I have the like I would be terrible on Top Chef. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Like you have these three ingredients, make Mm -hmm. something amazing. Yeah, no, we wouldn't be able to do it. No, but that's what I liked about this website is because I'm not like you know obviously we eat canned tuna. I feel like that's very accessible but right. I'm not used to eating other like tinned and canned fish. Um, and yeah, so she's really like opening up the market there. Yeah. And it's all really unique. So I love that her website had a bunch of different recipes on it. Um, and she had, she has other products besides this rockfish. There was an octopus. It was with, uh, I think lemon and dill. Yeah. Lemon and dill, which like you'll have me with anything lemon. I think yes. it's lemon butter, like um, lemon butter dill. Those are like three of my like keywords for, for something I'd be interested in. <laughs> um, there's also uh, she's got a mussels product. Smoked mussels yeah. on there. Um, she's got she's got a couple of things. Gooey so. duck. Oh, the gooey duck. Yeah. So definitely check out uh, the website and keep an eye out for the video when it goes up. Watch us eat. Um, it was like I said, it was really good. We spread it on slices of a toasted baguette. Mwah. It was it was delish. delish, and which was kiss. yeah. And I'm always looking for different dips because I feel like a dip is something that you could you know bring to anywhere when you're when you're going someplace. But I feel like I and we said this in the video like I'm like I'm constantly bringing like a cheese like a hot cheese dip, and this was and this was also like a semi hot cheese right. dip, but <laughs> it's a different take on it, which I liked. You yeah, know? I think it's an easy entry way to get people to try new seafood, especially. Yeah, um, agree. But yeah, it was it was great. Definitely check it out, tinyfishco.com. So moving along, according to a recent report by NPD Group, restaurant visits are dropping amid inflation and higher menu prices. There was a 2% dip in fiscal and online restaurant traffic when compared to a year ago and down 6% below the pre-pandemic levels seen in 2019. So David Port I'm not sure if I said his name right, but he's the MPD food industry advisor and author of Eating Patterns in America. He said that consumers continue to deal with rising inflation and higher prices and that there are three ways that they are responding to higher menu prices. So they either trade down to lower price items, they cut back on the number of items ordered, or they reduce restaurant visits altogether. And Lauren, we talked about this a little last week, but I believe it got cut from the final audio because we kind of went off the rails. Um, but what are your thoughts on this? Because I, I uh, What about the group? that is just ignoring inflation completely and is like, are you in that group? figure it out later. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that would be you and then stress about it. Or until like your bank account goes to like $5 and you're like, Oh, crap, I can't find anything until payday. Yeah. No, we we, we have a serious, because we've been trying to cut back on eating out. And and the other week, like we said, it was was so, yeah, kids definitely help with that because I'm not going anywhere (laughs) with those monsters. No, but, um, no, we were saying like the other week, it was so hot. We didn't feel like cooking. So we were were like, whatever, we'll just order something. And so Mm -hmm. we couldn't agree on anything, of course. We finally were like, okay, Chinese food. And so I'm like, okay, I, you know, I love this like tofu dish from my, from our local place. And then Tom's like, okay, great. I'll get sushi. And I'm like, no, 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 no. What? Cause I'm like, I'm not trying to spend a hundred dollars um, on, on takeout. I'm like, so just get, you know, a, a little noodle dish, you know, and, and then we'll be at, you know, $40. <laughs> you know? Did he just want like a roll or two? It's never a roll. He's a monster. <laughs> he is like, I've never like this. He puts back so much sushi. <laughs> it's like disgusting. We have to go out for sushi. I'd like to see that. 
I can't afford it right now. <laughs> I just told you. Well, I need the vote. We'll figure it out later. No, but I mean, I'm, we're using it as like a special, like, like uh, my parents just went to Napa Valley and they brought us back this like, nice bottle of wine. So I'm like, okay, Perfect. let's. So yeah, so I'm like, we're like, that's, we're saving it. We're like, we're trying to find a sitter and then we're going to go out one night. And at least it takes a little bit off when you're bringing your, like you're going to right. a BYOB. Yes. You know, so I think that's where we're kind of, so, you know, like I said, the kids help us not go out as much and, you know, not do takeout. But, you know, when we do go out, we do want to, you know, spend, we want to get, you know, when we go out, we go all out. We right. want an because appetizer because we're so not going out. Yeah. Between, so. Exactly. But I think for us, how we're cutting back is by looking to BYOB places. Or just telling your husband no. Or just telling my husband, yeah. <laughs> you get noodles. Listen, you savage. <laughs> I'm like, I, I can't tell you how much. Uh, I'm just going to record it and put it on our YouTube page next time he's eating sushi. Everyone, everyone will understand where I'm at. <laughs> the MPD group noted that visits to quick service restaurants, QSRs, um, which represents 82% of total restaurant visits, declined by 2% in Q2. Uh, QSR fast casual restaurant traffic was down 1% in the second quarter of this year compared to a year ago and was up 8% versus the same quarter in 2019. Full service restaurant visits representing 18% 18 of restaurant visits were down 3% in the quarter versus a year ago and declined by 20% compared to the second quarter of 2019. Dinner traffic dipped by 2% when compared to Q2 2021 and lunch dropped by 3%. However, breakfast remained flat compared to a year ago, clearing the best out of the bunch. Consumer restaurant spending, which reflects higher costs in contrast to increased visits, was up 2% in a quarter compared to the same quarter a year ago and increased by 3% versus the pre-pandemic second quarter in 2019. Moving along... Cell Cultivated Seafood Company, Shiok Meats, announced a key partnership with Vietnam seafood giant Minfu Seafood to develop an R&D facility to advance the development and capability of cultivated seafood products. I'm very excited about this. I think Shiok Meats is really cool. And they're the company that a couple of years ago um, put out the, I don't remember this, the shrimp dumplings. Like, and it was like... like it was like thousand dollars or something. Yeah, yeah. They're like like just one one of these dumplings is worth like four thousand dollars. This tastes like four thousand dollars. <laughs> so anyway, I'm really excited about this company because like they were talking about getting their product down to like fifty dollars. It's it's been a, a process for them, um, but both companies said that signing an MOU is a step forward in sustainable cultivated aquaculture innovation paving the way for conventional seafood companies to leverage cutting-edge cultivated seafood technology to offer a diversified portfolio of both conventional and cultivated seafood. So keep an eye on them. It's very cool. And finally, for all you Pollock people out there, and everyone should be, mm -hmm. if you haven't signed up for the Association of Genuine Alaska Pollock Producers Annual Meeting, what are you waiting for? Gap announced last week that acclaimed Los Angeles TV personality and celebrity chef Antonio Lafaso will be delivering the keynote address at the October 17th, 2022 annual meeting, taking place at the Westin Seattle. Gap CEO Craig Morris said that they couldn't be more excited for a chef of Antonia's caliber to grace the stage during the fourth annual meeting. Chef Antonia brings her own unique personal perspective to everything she does, and Morris said that he's eager for her to share candid thoughts on how wild Alaska Pollock can break through in higher-end restaurants and the opportunities for our fish in the future, both for the home cook and the professional cook. 
Chef Antonia has appeared on Top Chef Chicago and Top Chef All-Stars. She's also appeared as a judge on CNBC's Restaurant Startup and has had reoccurring roles on Food Network's Cutthroat Kitchen, Man vs. Child, and ABC's Real O'Neill's. And in 2012, Chef Antonia also published her cookbook, The Busy Mom's Cookbook, 100 Recipes for Quick, Delicious, Home-Cooked Meals. If I were to publish my own cookbook, it would just be peanut butter sandwiches <laughs> cut into different shapes. Um, now, I, I do wild things. <laughs> anyway, in addition to her many restaurants, Chef Antonia also fronts Gap's Always on Awareness and Demand campaign, which launched on social media in the U.S. on July 11th. The campaign features popular online influencers headlined by Chef Antonia, who create and on-trend recipes with Wild Alaska Pollock products and engage with home cooks from coast to coast on the unique attributes of the fish and fishery. Chef Antonia's recipe is Wild Alaska Pollock Milanese with a summer tarragon salad and basil aioli, a recipe similar to how her mother would prepare whitefish when Chef Antonia was growing up. That sounds delicious. Great. We should do it as our next Watch a Sea video. We have nothing lined up. We should. All right. All right. I'm in. <laughs> and that does it for us. Thanks for listening. And we'll be back here next week with a new co-host. <laughs>